Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Today it is the 12th of January, 2023. And on today's show, we begin really what is a three-part series and our explanation, exploration, I should say, of how the Big 12 can win a national championship. Does the Big 12 need further expansion right now? And is the current expansion going to help it get closer to winning a national championship in football? That's really what we tackled today, the expansion side of how the Big 12 can get a championship. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors, once again, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We just got over 3,100 subscribers, so our goal now, 3,200 subscribers Let's see if we can get there by the end of January. It'd be much appreciated if you all could help us do that. Make sure you guys find the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify, so you guys can listen on the go if you can't watch us on YouTube. Or you guys uh, can just watch on YouTube while you're on the go as well. Just don't watch while you drive. Find us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. I uh, want to quickly shout out the three winners of our picks that we did on CBS Sports. We're doing more things like this, NCAA tournament, et cetera. But Evan Apple in first place, Joe Kostecki, who is in second, and Dallin Olson, who are in third. Uh, back behind me, you guys can see there is a shirt, there is a hat, and there is a beanie sitting there from Locked On. These will all be sent out your all's way. So congrats to those three guys for winning our picks competition. More of that type stuff to come in the future. Uh, all right. so. Today's show, we're going to tackle something that has been obviously a topic in the last couple of days after, you know, TCU's crushing defeat at the hands of uh, Georgia, the last championship game. We've talked on this channel about, hey, how can the Big 12 get uh, and win a national championship game? And we've discussed this in a lot of different ways. But really, the other day, you know, uh, our buddy, uh, Robbie Toronto and our, our friend Gabe Biker, who we work with and we like a lot, basically tweeted like, I don't think a Big 12 team is going to win a championship ever again. He's 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 an OU guy. He's like, it really does reinforce that Oklahoma's in a good spot going to the SEC because this is a the level they have to compete at. And, our, you know, iron sharpens iron and all of those things. And Gabe has told us, not sure if he tweeted it, but he told us, you know, on the show, basically, he does not think a Big 12 team will win a national championship in football again. And look, I understand the assertion, right? I understand the assertion after watching TCU get there and then, you know, get absolutely bludgeoned by Georgia. There is some trepidation about how TCU or how any big 12 school bail or whatever could go there and win a championship, right? Could go to that game, win a championship. If you're playing a team like a Georgia and look, if you get a Georgia playing like they did on Monday night, uh, I don't think anybody really beats that team. And I know people say, well, TC didn't offer much resistance. I really don't think it would have mattered. I really don't. Um, Georgia playing close against Ohio State kind of altered, I think, their performance in some ways. They were not going to let that slow start and that kind of lack of quality of play really ail them again, and it did not. Um, the things we have to consider here, and, and I think there are three there are three real like ways I want to attack the Big 12 winning a national championship. Number one, I think it's expansion, which we'll talk about today. Number two is kind of the the Clemson model, if you will, right? The, uh, you know, how do you build a Clemson type school? And we'll get to that kind of more specifically on a different day. And then part number three is really about the NIL, the transfer portal and recruiting and how all of those things 
are tied together and how a big 12 team can accomplish that and kind of, you know, what, what matters in those senses. But today, today's show is really going to be about like location is a huge factor of what we are going to talk about today. Location is really significant when it comes to discussing who can win championships. If you look at the list of college football national champions that we have had, and you look at just the recent history, Georgia Southeast, Georgia Southeast, Alabama Southeast, LSU Southeast, Clemson Southeast, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, state of Ohio, great high school football state, Florida, state of Florida, Alabama, Auburn, both Southeast, Florida Southeast, LSU South. I mean, we've been over this, you know, uh, you'd have to get to Texas and then uh, yeah, Texas is the last like not Southeast proper place. And I mean, Texas is essentially the Southeast, but it's more of just like, you know, the Midwest South. I don't know, Texas is kind of its own thing. We've kind of been over this before. And then Southern Cal, right? That is where you you go to, uh, you know, start getting different. But really, like, those are the places that that dominate. That's the place. The Southeast is where, it do- is where it's dominated. And the Big 12 is in places like Oklahoma. It is in places like Texas. It is in places like Iowa. It is in places like Kansas. It is in, pla- oh, you know, West Virginia. And it's going to expand now here soon. And so when you think about that, like how does the Big 12 kind of do what some of these schools and other places have been doing? How do they reach that level? After we, you know, we have to understand a few things here too. Number one, the college ball playoff is expanding to 12 teams, right? So what that means is a Big 12 team is going to have to win if they get to buy three games to win a national championship. They would have to win if it's in TCU's case, let's just say it was 12 team playoff this year, even though TCU is top four team, they'd have to win four because they would not get an automatic buy due to the fact that they did not win the conference. And I think it's pretty safe to assume that most years, the big 12 is going to get a second team in. It feels like more often than not, it'll be two big 12 teams in the college football playoff. Um, that would be the case this year. That would have been the case last year. Probably not the case in 2020, but you all understand what I am saying. Mostly like five, you know, the two last three years, it would have been, uh, you know, two for three on those big 12 teams making the college football playoff. And also, we just saw TCU beat Michigan. And look, if you're one of those people who believes that TCU beating Michigan was a fluke, then this show is not for you because we're going to talk about things that might be a little bit outside of your uh, comprehension window because that was not a fluke. Go back and watch the tape of that game. You know what's not a fluke, guys? When you never trail. It's not a fluke when you beat a team like Michigan when you never trail in the freaking game. All right, and so what I'm trying to say here with this is uh, TCU beating Michigan shows what is possible. We know that can happen. I'd also lean on, and look, these are bowl games, so you can't always take this for for what it is. But go back and look in the you know the the uh, uh, NY6 games that we've seen recently. Well, we have seen and and you know TCU getting crushed by Georgia, Alabama beating Kansas State, uh, things that we're trying to fix. But we have also seen. Oklahoma State beat a Notre Dame team that was motivated. Maybe not everybody was on board, but they were motivated playing for Marcus Freeman. I know there was the injury in the old Miss Baylor game, but Baylor goes on and wins that game. And look, I didn't think that Baylor team that won the title that last year was necessarily amazing because their offense wasn't very explosive, but still a damn good football team. They go and they beat a damn good old Miss team in that game, right? So using the results with the Michigan game, using the result of the Notre Dame game, using the result of the old Miss game, uh, you know, all of those games together 
like we are seeing Big 12 teams be different kind of elite opponents that I, in my opinion, all wanted to be there, right? That is where I'm at with this. So we know it can be done in one-offs. The big key is, could TCU beat a Michigan? Then could they beat a, let's just go with the Clemson. And then could they go and they beat a Georgia, right? Could you do that in back-to-back-to-back succession? Right now, I don't see that happening, but those are the things that we have to consider. So number one, Michigan game, not a fluke, right? Not a fluke. But how would a Big 12 team recreate that when they have to go up a next, a next weight class and then a next weight class, kind of on that progression all the way to the top? That's what we're trying to talk about here, right? So when it comes to the expansion piece of this now, now we have kind of those factors there. Um, I think, and this is really something I believe pretty firmly, that the Big 12 is adding three teams that I think if you were to ask me which teams are most likely to win a national championship or represent the Big 12 in a national championship in the next 10 to 15 years, I think the Big 12 is adding three teams that I would put in that top five. You might say, you think three teams that are coming over could could do this, could split other teams? Yes, I do. If you ask me five teams to pick from the Big 12 conference that could go to slash win a national championship, potentially – In the next 10 to 15 years, I would pick for you Baylor. I'd pick for you TCU, those two schools, and this is not in any order. And then I'd pick UCF. I would pick Cincinnati, and I'd pick Houston. And Texas Tech, you guys are in the mix because you guys have done such a great job with NIL, but you don't have a really good history of, you know, Big 12 championship appearances, stuff like that, To for me to really assert anything. uh, That combined with location does not make me give you all the benefit of the doubt. Although I had to think about it because Texas tech is trending in the right direction. So not saying tech did not get any consideration of this at all, especially if they keep recruiting the way they do and they keep handling NIL the way they do. They might be in this conversation very, very shortly. Why do I think it's those three schools that are, that are, you know, forget TC and Baylor for a second. That's a separate kind of issue. Why do I think that UCF Cincinnati and Houston are going to be in this mix? It's simple location, 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 location. Those were G5 schools in great places who at times had to pick up scraps or guys who transferred from other schools that came to their neighborhoods. Now they are at a different playing field. Now they are on a different level. Now they are in a power five conference, right? TCU makes a playoff, beats a Michigan. Uh, they, you know, Cincinnati made a playoff in the AAC. They are now in the, you know, the big, big leagues, right? Like they're taking that step up. We've seen all this stuff happen before. Why is it those three schools? Well, Cincinnati, pretty simple, right? Cincinnati, and now I know they've played some teams in the state of Texas, but now they're going to add the full gambit. They're going to add Dallas-Fort Worth to there. They're going to add West Texas, right, with, with uh, Texas Tech, and they're going to add, obviously, Baylor as well. You know, they already add Houston there, but they're gonna really going to have that state of Texas covered wire to wire for them in terms of who they are playing and their exposure in the state of Texas. So Ohio, you already put that in there. fact that Cincinnati already is in the state of Florida as well, and they play UCF and stuff like that. The fact that now uh, they are kind of completing this triangle is very important. You know, they can go to Texas. They can go to Florida. They are now going to all three, and they're now doing it at the Power 5 level. Florida, uh, Florida's UCF is obviously in this conversation as well. They are definitely number, I mean, out of the schools, uh, you know, that we're adding here, I would say UCF is my number one choice for a school that could do it. Large alumni base that at this point, they're not wealthy, um, but still like large alumni base that will get older, get wealthier as time goes along. Obviously, Florida is a great place to be. They need to have a great coach like a Gus Malzahn. And obviously, Cincinnati applies the same thing too. But 
UCF now going into Texas everywhere. I mean, they are really putting a stamp on that Southeastern footprint that they have right now. Obviously a chance to get more kids. You add West Virginia into the mix. So now they're going to be going and playing West Virginia and Cincinnati. So a chance now to go up into the Northeast or Northeast kind of the central area. We knew y'all know what I'm saying. Ohio, uh, you know, kind of the beginning of the Midwest basically. And then West Virginia, I call it like the Northeast because West Virginia is only two hours away from Washington, DC, right? So you're, you're then in that area um, of the country. You're near Pennsylvania, all of those places. So UCF to me, because of their alumni base, they have to update their facilities, but because of the alumni base, because of what they can do in the transfer portal, because they're in the state of Florida, because they're going to be in Texas, I would love, I love their chances. And I think that's a team that if they can keep a Gus Malzahn around, we'll see what the replacement plan is, but I could definitely see UCF winning a big 12 championship in the next five, 10 years. Not a doubt in my mind. Are they there yet? Maybe not. I don't think next year's group, they might be good, but I don't think they're anywhere near uh, Big 12 championship worthy just yet. Some folks might disagree with me, but what I am trying to say, given the compliment is that is a team with some steady program building and some steady, you know, uh, keep getting good recruits, keep getting transfers, uh, guys who want to come back to Florida, you're in good shape. That's why I would put them there. Houston, you know, we got to figure this thing out because you all are a sleeping giant. Um, Houston, and I've said this, <clears throat> excuse me, I've said this a bunch, go and look at any roster in the SEC, you'll probably see a Houston player. You'll probably see somebody from Missouri City and the surrounding areas. Houston is one of the most fertile recruiting grounds in the country. It is next to a state in Louisiana, which has got a lot of great players. That's something about UCF too. Like they're in the Southeast, right? They're in the Southeast. So they can also go into Georgia, grab some kids, uh, Louisiana, grab some kids. And their evaluation has got to be spot on. But like as they get better, they can then contend for better recruits in that area. Um so I, I, and also they're going to have to get a bigger, I mean, well, maybe the stadium's fine, but maybe expand the stadium size just a little bit. That's a whole lot on UCF. Uh, on Houston's front, like they've got money, they've got wealthy donors, they've got wealthy alumni. You need to keep building that some, I believe, as well. Coach, not sure about yet, but because they're in the area, because I know they've added Florida already because they're playing UCF, because they had that Midwest area, <clears throat> they're playing Cincinnati, but adds West Virginia too to solidify that. Now, uh, Houston, you know, can be seen as an elite program in that area if they keep winning, if they start winning. You know, they have a chance to to grab the manager. Because here's the thing, guys, like the state of Texas and grabbing notoriety in Texas right now, still up for grabs in some ways. While Texas has, you know, the University of Texas has done a fantastic job recruiting, uh, TCU is the first team in that state that has gone to a college football playoff game and won one, right? They're the first team in the state of Texas. AM, despite all of their recruiting, has not gotten the job done. Uh, Texas has not gotten the job done just yet. Tech, Baylor was, you know, sniffing around and TCU, they were close once. The TCU gets there, gets the job done. You know, all of these schools that we've mentioned, like there is still, and that fight will always continue. And, and Alabama and Ohio State and all those schools will still come and get players. But that there's still a fight to be had in Texas. And I, I really do believe that Houston is in a good position to be in this fight because of where they are, because the money they have, because the ability. I mean, look, they pay Dana Holgerson like a power five coach. They pay his staff like a power five coach. And they have a lot of power five level talent. They had that this year. This season did not go the way it should. Uh, this season was a massive disappointment for them. They had some injuries, but that defense was not good at all. Uh, for them in the way it was last year. And so there's some questions being asked to Dana Holgerson right now, but we know that they'll flip the bill 
to be built like a power five team. And if they can get the facilities together, if everything comes along eventually for them, like they can get there. Now, I know that all these schools have a way to go a little bit just because the distribution normally, it's not even to start off when they join the league. And so they kind of climbed that point. And UCF AD Terry Mahajra actually mentioned this to us. But once you get the, like once you, these alumni see their school and maybe actually even see them struggle a little bit in the big 12, or even do well, I think either way actually will have this good effect, you'll see more money pumped into these programs. And so I think due to location, that's why I would pick those three if I were to make a list of five for schools, I think most likely win a Big 12 or win a, go to a national championship game in the next 10 to 15 years. Is there a tough road to climb? Oh yeah, the facilities there yet? Oh no, but like, that's why I said 10 to 15 because I don't think it would be in the next, I don't think it'd be actually be in the next 10. I think it'd be closer to the next, 10 to 15 is when it happens kind of, you know, down way down the road, maybe even 10 to 20 is when we see it happen just to the facilities and the NIL and everything and the recruiting, like it can come along and and do that thing uh, and get there. So I think that's, that is where we are right now um, with the current schools. I want to talk about future schools that the big 12 can add that I think might give them a chance. Does the big 12 need to continue expanding? to win a national championship. Uh, I'll answer that question next, but first a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you all by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. If you guys want to get in on the action today for NCAA basketball, for soccer, for MMA, for boxing, whatever it is you guys want to get in on, they've got there at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those too there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more BetOnline. It's where the game starts. All right, quick sip of the water here. And then we'll talk about this idea here that is the Big 12's best chance at a a championship further expansion. Um, I would say yes, but it feels like the results here, they would have to be an expectation for what they can get, might have to be a bit unreasonable. Um, To me, if you want to say, okay, what does the Big 12 have to do in expansion, further expansion, to grab teams that could potentially win or play up for a title? I have four different schools picked out here and they represent four separate things here. And some of them there, there is some overlap, but I have four separate schools that I've picked out that I think really do identify and, and, and fill some gaps. Number one is Oregon. I don't think it's Oregon state. I think it's the school of Oregon. It's the state of Oregon and Oregon because Oregon is such a dynamic brand. They have crushed it in name, image, and likeness. It seems like the Big Ten does not want them, and we have not heard any news on the front of a, of, of a Pac-12 television deal. Now, Oregon's preference is to stay in the Pac-12, but Oregon is spending money at a clip that really represents their desire to win a championship. That is a school that is Nike's college football school. If I say Nike college football uniform, you think of Oregon. If I say Nike college football, I think of Oregon especially growing up, that that recognition, that name brand, that notoriety. Those things are very, very important. Obviously, a program that's successful. And one, one note I forgot to touch on here, and I think it's something we really have to dive into this offseason too, but like the Big 12, the competition level, it is important that as fun as the league is and as much cycling as there is at the top, we have some brands remain relevant in the way that in Oregon has remained relevant, right? I think especially once we get to the 12-team college football playoff, it is important that a TCU keeps making it there 
on repeated trips. They start winning the league back-to-back time. That notoriety matters. Oregon has already gained that notoriety. TCU right now, it looks like they might be on the way to gaining that notoriety. I mean, we're expanding to 12 here, and I think that if you consider the fact we're expanding to 12, if you look at the recruiting job that Sonny Dykes has done, the coaching job in year one, and the fact that the Big 12 champion is guaranteed a spot, you'd be upset if TCU was not in the Big 12 championship game once again in the next five years, right? Especially considering after this next season, 2023 uh, and 2024, 2024 season, that means that there will be 12 teams in the playoff in the auto bid, 2024, 2025, 2026, so on and so forth. You'd be upset if we didn't see TCU back in there. And to be honest, you'd probably be upset if you didn't see TCU win, right? Because they've already kind of set a standard for themselves. And so now they can chase that. Um, and Oregon has already kind of accomplished one of those things with the branding, with the NIL, with the money, all of those things and, and some of their accomplishments, it would be a slam dunk of the big 12 were to get Oregon. I also throw Washington in there. All right. I know these aren't rich recruiting grounds, but they are great markets. And we saw what we, you know, Kalen DeBoer, what he did in year one at Washington, getting Michael Penix there was an 11 win program this year and deservedly so. And we see, you know, they've, they've made a college football playoff as well these are kind of some of the brands now look they met the same fate ultimately but because they have name brand recognition they're in a decent location they can kind of get kids um you know and they they really get texas so they join the league like all this stuff kind of would come together for them in the big 12 if they were to go here arizona is one that i'm not saying arizona the school i'm saying arizona or arizona state or whatever or both however you want to split it the reason why i've picked this is because there is a great really big migration that is happening from California. California will always have a lot of great high school football players, but, but we are seeing a lot of folks move out of, um, move out of the state of, of California and go to Arizona. And so I think because of that, because of their location, they're going to begin to have more quality players. A place like Arizona has access to California. They have people coming from California have access to Texas because it's not very far away. And so all of that combines for a pretty good recipe in that state. We know they can win in basketball there. Uh, obviously, it's, that's pretty apparent. But football, I think, would be a nice place to have. Plus, there are a lot of good players who are coming from that state. So I've thrown them in there. And then follow, finally, a team from California would be nice to get California because no matter how many kids can go elsewhere, there are still going to be very good kids in the state of California. Now, I know San Diego State is out there. I know a lot of San Diego State fans would love it if the Big 12 were to add a, um, you know, if the Big 12 were to add a school, add to San Diego State, right? I, I go up and down the state. And there's not a ton of places that you're super excited about. So I would say like San Diego State, I know people don't love it, but like Stanford or Cal, maybe Stanford, they can get back on their feet, whatever. But Stanford probably wouldn't go with Cal, so maybe stay away from there. But you want to find some way to get in the state of California. You really want to find some way to get there. And look, I'm not sure 100% what the answer is right now, especially with UCLA and uh, USC, them leaving. But you want to find a way, whether it be, you know, and this is like down the road expansion. This is like if you were able to pick off Oregon or Washington to go with you. Um, Fresno or San Diego state. Now, once again, I'm not super high on these. This is kind of part of a bigger plan, but like if you were able to package this stuff together, like that's what you'd want to do to, to have a presence in these different places. I think it's important for the big 12 now to focus on getting that presence on the West coast so they can have a national recruiting brand. 
TCU took a huge step in getting that national recruiting brand with what they did this year. That's a massive step, but we need to have more schools do what TCU did this year. And look, like y'all can say the loss was embarrassing and it hurt and whatnot. And I even said that too, but their recruiting is where you want recruiting to be after this. And they will make hay next year and they're nailing the transfer portal as it is right now too. So that team is far from done. You talk about accomplishing these things and repeat and, and do it again, but I'm listing these schools off as places that I think can do it as a part of this league because of what they bring to the table in terms of location, also what they would bring to the conference to help these places, you know, to help the other schools grow more, right? Wouldn't it be great for UCF to have a national presence in a place like California? My God, that would be wonderful for them to do that, right? Uh, you know, like even and even if you want to, hey, you'd say, all right, Josh, we, we talked about Southeast. What about a Tulane, right? Tulane money-wise might not bring it to you, but look, you know, if you're in Houston and then you're in New Orleans, guys, there are a lot of good players who come from that Louisiana area, all right? So I'm just saying location-wise, a place that would make sense. Financially, there are some things to figure out here. That's why you're not hearing Fresno. That's why you're not hearing San Diego State mentioned a ton. That's why you're not here, at least the Big 12. That's why you're not hearing about Tulane mentioned a lot despite their success this year. It's also not a program that's had historically a lot of success. And those facilities probably aren't up to snuff, you know, of what we're talking about. But like, those are the places that, you know, uh, especially Tulane, like that's where you want to be. And that's why I love the three locations. Also, I want to touch on something else here. I mentioned, uh, you know, the three schools that are joining. BYU, look, they won a championship before. I understand that. But they're gonna, they have a chance to be very good in this league. I'm not saying they don't. But because of some of their requirements, whether it be religious, academic, whatever it is, they might preclude themselves in some ways from getting players. And also, you're going to have grown-ass men, which is a good thing, right? But continuity can be tough when you've got guys leaving at different points oftentimes, which can hurt them. So I'm not saying BYU won't have success in this league. What I'm saying is um, that, you know, I wouldn't select them as one of those five teams I think could possibly be in or win a NAS championship if, were I, if I were to pick five. Once again, I'm not saying these teams are going to do it. I'm saying if you made me pick five, these are the ones that I would pick in the next 10 to 15 years to potentially do it and, you know, make it there. Um, also, Oklahoma State fans, guys, I cannot pick that right now either. Uh, they are they are on a, I mean, it is rough. We just had the Derek Mason news come down during the show, which I'm sure if you guys want more coverage, you guys can go over to Cody Stovall's channel, Locked On uh, Pokes, for more on that. One more word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you all by the folks at Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com to find the collection of Built Bars. And also, finally, you all can find them at Sam's Club, and they sell them in variety packs as well, so you guys can try all of their delicious flavors that they have. If you're not familiar, the Built Bar has only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And once again, you don't have to wait around to get that delicious Built Bar taste. You all can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club, so both of those places you guys can go now uh, also go to built.com today. It's built.com, promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, if you all want to get 15% off online as well. Once again, built.com, Walmart, or Sam's Club to find Built Bars. These, uh, I'm happy with the, you know, the more and more I think about it, I'm very happy with the locations the Big 12 is adding in the current round of expansion. If I were to target places and further expansion to say, hey, your goal is to win a championship, uh, national championship, where do you want to add? I know places like Utah are closer, but but we're already in Utah if you're the Big 12, right? And once again, I would love to have Utah. 
love to have Colorado, you know, be near Denver, access to California. I would love to have Arizona plus Arizona State and add that four if that's what's coming. We'll be for it. But if I had like if I had my druthers, it was basically like, all right, pick the places you want to go to to make this thing happen. State of Arizona as kind of the bridge to a place like California where you have a team and then up in the northwest with the big market of Seattle and also the branding of Oregon. Those things would come together to create what I want to see. So that is kind of my thoughts on expansion. Let me know what you guys think about, you know, how expansion will make, um, you know, we'll get the big 12 cl uh, closer to a national championship and leave those comments uh, below. Make sure you guys like the video, subscribe to the channel, find us wherever you get your podcasts as always till next time, my friends stay safe.